Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Chris Skull. Hello, Chris. How you doing, Matt? Thanks for having me back. Nice of you to be here for the start of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, you know what? It's very important for me to be on time. Mm. Punctual. You will. Oh, that, this sort of passive-aggressive exchange will all make sense in a couple of minutes <laughs> when you hear the start of the show. But Chris, obviously, you you work various jobs. One of them is hosting West Ham United Football Club. The face of West Ham United. Wow, what a face days. it is. Yes, and, everyone behold. And when you're up on the big, do you enjoy doing it? Yeah, it's fun. It must be a real adrenaline buzz. Yeah, it is, it is a bit. But also, it's like you're interviewing players and kind of like... It's all quite rapid, small little three-minute sections. It's fun. And who's your favourite person that you've interviewed? Oh, any time I'm with Carlton Cole, who's a good mate. I just... Uh, it's, it's so much fun. He just speaks his mind. And what about the current players? Um, they're all all right. Aaron, Aaron Cresswell's good laugh. OK. Uh, Declan Rice is good family. Mark Noble... And do they, do they go, all right, Scully, how's it going, Geese? Uh, all right, Chris, hello, mate. When we're winning, yes. OK. <laughs> but do they, do they, do they know great you? great people, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess they don't, don't know. It's weird, it's weird with Premier League footballers because you never really know. No. But, but yeah. they're sort of in the zone. Yeah, they're in the zone. And how tall is Declan Rice? Because you're tall. I think he's slightly shorter than You've that. got a similar haircut, actually. Both like the hair swept back. I don't like his haircut, so that actually brings me... That Whoa. makes me feel bad as a person. Yours looks better, <laughs> because it suits your hair type. His hair's too thick to yeah. sweep back in the way that it does. And, he does. and also, it gets so fluffy during games. Mm. This, is a, this is a pop culture reference for the kids. Remember when Mr Perfect used to wrestle in the WWF <laughs> in the early 90s? Yeah. And he would come out and his hair would be all slick, and then by yeah. the end of it, it'd be, like, all over the place. Yeah, covered in, like, staples yeah, and blood. Rice every game. Yeah, and if you have, is this the, would you ever say that to him? Would you say, Deck, come on, mate? <laughs> his haircut used to be worse. Do you remember when he was all like, remember, everyone had this haircut back in the, in, when we were at school. Like just, I think they call it a French cut, but just gel, just like that, that big, thick, bubbly, purple stuff you'd get in a bar. Yes. So much of it slicked down and a, and a fringe. That was, t- I mean, the amount of gel. I, do people even buy gel anymore? Yeah, Does yeah. it even exist? That gel in the barbers used to get. Do you remember in the 90s? Oh, my word. They were always, like, luminous colours. <laughs> yeah. It was always that stuff that and you would they... see in, like, test tubes in labs. And it would be huge, like a bucket, like a Hellman's Mayo yeah. bucket. Yeah, smelt good, though. And just, like, a gloop, like, a fistful of it. What was... I mean, but this was pre... Although Brill Cream was around, obviously. Yeah. Never got on with Brill Cream. It felt like granddad yeah. gloop. And um, there was... Um, <laughs> But a sort of wax-based hair product obviously predated gel, I would say, and then gel just became such a big deal. Yeah. But gave you no volume at all. It made your hair really just thin. Sticky. Yes, hard and Wet thick. look was such yeah, a big wet deal. Look. Wet look gel. Wet look. I use this. is Slick a wet look down. gel, actually. Is it? So, yeah. What brand are we talking? Uh, don't actually know. It was recommended to me, and I've just stuck with it. And does it smell like gel? No, I don't think so. Okay, hasn't got that classic because that was what was quite nice about Odalous, gel. Was, I think it had that lovely sweet smell gel, didn't it? It smelled almost like shower yeah, gel type. Yeah. yeah, you know. God, those are the days. Eh? Listen to us going on like a <laughs> pair of boring old gits. Enjoy the podcast. Still just me, Matt Ford here with Rock and Roll Football, waiting for Chris Skull to make his way here. Now I knew he was going to be late, so I can't be that annoyed with him. But I. I do hate it when people are late. It drives me mad. I'm always early, just in case something happens, and then, if the worst comes the worst, the very worst will be that I am on time. But when you're ready to meet someone, or you're ready to co-host a radio show, now, you always told us we might be here a couple of minutes late, so I'm not putting this on him, but it is a bit annoying, isn't it, when you're waiting for someone and they're not there. 
It drives me... I mean, I, I'm sort of tempted to just punish him. How do you deal with it, by the way? Because um, if you've got a friend who's always late, do you raise it with them? And are you passive-aggressive? Are you direct? What... I mean, have you been late for anything this week? Because I... He did say he might be late, so I don't I don't want to make a big deal out of this, although I am talking about it. But how do I deal with this when he gets here? Do I just um, say, oh, great, fine, let's crack on? Or do I do I deal with it? I mean, I deal with it, do I? Producer Matto saying, in what was some sort of punishment? Sack him. Sack him! Sack him live on air! Do I have the power to do that? I think so. I didn't realise I could sack people. Should I sack him? Yes or no? 8, 12, 15. But how do you deal with it? How do you deal with... Because I don't want to make him feel bad, but equally, you do want to go, you should have been here at two o'clock, mate. So how do you deal with it when other people are late? And maybe, if you're one of those people that's late, defend yourself, because I think you're terrible people, but I'm sure you're good in other areas. Producer Matto, are you often late? Never. Producer Matto's always on time. That's why we're both here. Yeah. That's why this show's on the road. We had a text here just saying, sack him in block capitals, and that's from Steve in Stevenage. That can't be, surely. I mean, there must be a Steve that <laughs> lives in Stevenage. In fact, if your name is in the town... Or the city where you live. <laughs> Maybe you're a man who lives in Manchester. Uh, text us on 8 or 15. I'm on my own at the moment, waiting for Chris Gold. Now, I should make it clear, although he's late, he is... I mean, he hosts West Ham home games. And when I say that, I mean, he's literally on the pitch. If you're a West Ham fan and you've been seeing them at home in the last few years... Chris Skull hosts the whole thing. He reads the teams out. He does the half-time entertainment. He's on his way here. West Ham, who you know, having a terrible season, are currently drawing one all at home with Chelsea. So he's, he's less probably the best game they've had all season to come here. So we should be very grateful for that. But obviously, he's not here yet, so we should be not grateful for that. Um, but Texans on 8 12, 15. I people are saying, sack him. Tracy says, deal with him passive-aggressively. Say, thanks for turning up and look at your watch. A friend of mine is always late. I factor it in now. If we need to meet at 2. Do you know what? I've got a friend called Pete, and I'm sure he wouldn't mind me telling this. He was... And he's consistently late, and his nickname is Ten Past Pete, because whenever you arrange to meet him, he's always ten minutes late. Which is a great nickname, but still, I'm always there on time. Well, look who it is. I'm back, baby. Chris Skull is back. Hang on. There we go. Is that on? One, two, one, two. Is that on? Hello. Is that on? Is that on? I'm putting all the mics out. There we go. Well, you've only just turned up. (laughs) Oh, man. Like an old married couple here. Um, Chris, welcome to Rock and Roll Football. Oh, it's good to be here. Good to be here. You've legged it across London. How many miles? We're about 10 miles. Oh, do you know what done me was the, the two kilometres between the home of football London Stadium and, <laughs> Stra- and Stratford train station. That was that was the difficult bit. And you are dripping in sweat. And it's yeah, cold know, in London I know, today. I know. I know. It, oh, man. You know what done me? You went full cockney there. You know what done me? Do you know the problem? Is that I, what I thought I had... It was cold at pitch side at, West, at the home of football. So <laughs> the home of football? I'll tell it twice now. Yeah. But I put, on, I put on a really thick winter coat for the pitch side and then, then I was like what I'll do is I'll change into a, a thinner coat for the run to the station clever what I've done is put two massive coats I've got two coats with me so not I've got clever. to carry in a bag stupid weighted down like Idiotic. one of those marathon runners who do it in like a diving <laughs> suit oh mate well Scully we are delighted to have you although some people are uh, annoyed at your lateness um, someone here says repay the favour the next time Scully wants you to do something make sure you are late before all the do-gooders start jumping in I know two wrongs don't make a right Adam dealing with this like it's capital punishment before all the do-gooders <laughs> I've got a good reason for being late Lucas Paqueta for West Ham got injured in the first half that's why there was a lot of first half injury time it's why that eight minutes I was late I thought you thought you were going to get on <laughs> Well, he got injured. There was a good chance I was going to have to play on the wing. They looked at me at the window coat and thought, that guy can play. (laughs) Now, West Ham actually were 2-1 up, but Uh, suddenly they were... Oh, I've I've had a technical issue here. 
Oh, blimey, it's all over. We've been doing in the studio. You'd think you'd think you'd have it already. Oh, I can't get it to work. Do you want me to make? I know the noise you, know you want to make. Do, do you want Go me on. to do it? <laughs> but they were denied. Oh, the hotkeys aren't working. Um, oh, maybe if I do Denied. that. Yeah, okay, sure. there we go. Here my we go. sausage fingers. Sh- you know what? Let's just say show starts now. Show Forget starts now. Forget everything that's come before. God, you know what? You'd be a really good... Pa- I think that's great parenting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just a good management skill. <laughs> you, me, the listeners, just draw a line under the last, the start of the show. Let's draw a line under it and look forward to a red-hot day of Premier League action with Chris Gull. In the week that Madonna reappeared at the Grammys off the back of announcing a new Greatest Hits World Tour, I cherish the thought <laughs> of a West Ham victory against Chelsea at the oh. lunchtime kickoff. Suchek's goal was ro- ruled out. It's one all uh, in the second minute of injury time there. As we head into our three o'clock kickoffs today at the Emirates, every little thing Arsenal say or do has been working so far this season. That was until they got hung up oh. against Everton last week. They take Genius. on Brentford today. And last night I dreamed of the A23 derby. <laughs> Travels to Selhurst Park today. Palace take on their South Coast Tropical Island Breeze rivals. Oh. Brighton, La Patrick Vieira. will be hoping the Eagles can collect their first victory of the year. And everybody spread the word. We're going to have a celebration of football at Craven Cottage this afternoon. As Matt Ford's Forest travel to Fulham. It'll Come be on. no holiday for Marco Silva's <laughs> cottages with the Reds unbeaten in five. Yeah. Elsewhere, Tottenham travel to inconsistent Leicester City today with the Foxes having dropped a league high of 19 points from winning positions this season. <gasps> points may come and go and Rodgers is seemingly all right with that. Boys may come and get... Oh, I can't remember what <laughs> And there's a basement battle on the south coast this afternoon as Wolves travel to St Mary's to take on a, south, a Southampton team frozen at the bottom oh. of the league with a defence that's very open <laughs> and the worst home form oh, in the league. No. Could Craig Dawson once again be Wolverhampton's lucky star as they attempt to build on last week's win over Liverpool? At 5.30, big spending Newcastle United will look to continue their Champions League race away to Bournemouth. Eddie Howe's boys have successfully turned cash into points. But you know what they're saying, that. We are living in a material world, oh. and I am a material girl. In the championship, there's a Lancashire derby at Turf Moor. Burnley v Preston North End with the Clarets lost column like a virgin since last November. Could the Lily Whites touch it for the very first time this year with victory oh. this afternoon? So let's get into the groove with Matt Ford here by my side. It's absolute rock and roll football, and it feels like... Oh. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, oh, That was so good. You know what my favourite bits were? The bits where you clearly forgotten the tune. Yeah. That's quite hard. Lucky star! <laughs> Just yelling Madonna lyrics. Oh, thank God you're oh. here. Full-time whistle has gone at the London Stadium. It has ended. One all, Chris. Not a bad point. Fine. We'll take that. We'll take that. So you usually host... Match day at the... Yeah. I'm the voice and the face of the home of football, London Stadium, <laughs> and therefore West Ham United. So what's happening at the end? Do people not know to like well, that no. the tubes are running and stuff? <laughs> I do all the stuff on the big screen, but there's another guy who would do like, the substitutions and that, which is why I can leave at half-time. Okay. And you do that. Thank you so much for coming out to support the Hammers today. And next time game is against Nottingham Forest. There's a good service on the Metropolitan line. <laughs> do you have to do that sort no, of thing? No, no, no. If it's on the big screen. So what's on the... Oh, there's clearly a, a power it, struggle well, if here. Well, if you were there today, you would have seen me interviewing Bobby Moore's daughter, Roberta Moore. And any exclusives? Um, 
she's still very attractive. She oh was my the first. God, what? I was R- not Roberta Moore. That. Roberta Moore was the first crush I ever had. She popped up on like a West Ham season review, 92, 93. Yeah. And there I was, 11 years old, never really appreciated the female form. And Bobby Moore's daughter came on. Like, like oh, my word. And is it An because aura. she's Bob, Bobby Moore's daughter? She, she's just a really attractive lady. Okay. And did you tell classy. her this? I would never tell her Classy. This. <laughs> the least classy way to say classy. 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 It's the East End, mate. It is the East End. Now, um... Your dinner last night was not classic. Oh, what did you have last night? Well, this is why I think I like I lacked a yard of pace today on the run to Stratford <laughs> Station. Had a doner kebab. Was in Folkestone and just looked around for food options. There was one. There was Folkestone kebab. Show. If anyone's ever been to Folkestone, they'll know this is seemingly the only food yes. emporium in the whole of Folkestone. Oddly, when I went to Folkestone, that's all I had. I had kebab meat and chips. And so I went in there and it was like the kebab looked great. And I was like, I haven't had a lamb doner for years, let alone one sober. So I had a sober doner kebab. Okay, so you had one sober. No one does sober. that. Yeah, never. Do, I've never Why? done it before. I realise now. I feel like I'm hungover. I woke up. You know when you have like when you're really hungover and your lips are dry. I had mm. that from the salt, like in the in the doner kebab. I woke up this morning for like I said first thing was like I need a pint of water just to feel human again. Yeah. And I had to, I had it with all the lettuce. The ma- I have lettuce mayo. Yeah. All the trimmings, everything bar onion, and it's just it's it sucked my life force, man. Hang on. So first, why no onion? I don't. I just find it a bit. Ooh. I mean, there's enough going on there to damage your breath. Do you need the ro- <laughs> do you need the onion in there? Do you okay, need that on top? Fair point. And you I just have st- still got some dignity. You okay, it? it's interesting. And then, how did it taste? I don't think I've ever had one sober. It's quite... It's, do you know what? At the time, I was like, this is the best decision I've ever made. Amazing! And Great! Then, and then yes! within five minutes of finishing it, I thought, this is the worst thing I've ever done to my body. <laughs> did you finish every last drop? No, I didn't. Towards the end, I would say... The last 20% of the kebab, I realised that something was going wrong. My body was sending out alarm signals. And it, like the, the bits of bread and the mayo, the mayo, I was like, I actually need this away from me. <laughs> the um, Johnny Owen, friend of the show, told me that when he was young, growing up in Wales, when he would finish the kebab, and he would then drink the kebab juice oh, out, of the, out of the polystyrene holder. Is... All the things to then finish. Oh, You're like, oh, leave that. God, that is horrific. He would drink the kebab juice. He sounds like, mate, that is a... Appalling. But if you've ever had a kebab sober, I mean, maybe def- come to the defence of the of the. I was going to say the British kebab, obviously yeah. it's a Turkish import, but um, it's. But, I think it's great. But can I, people tell me is this normal? Is this a normal? My body having a normal reaction to this, like the, the like feeling this dehydrated. Like when I was running, like just now, I could I could still taste the kebab in my mouth. It's been hours. Good value for money. Yeah, it's just like a bounty when you get a bit stuck in your teeth. <laughs> Text us on 8, 12, 15. Defend the... Well, what was it? Have you ever is had a kebab normal? sober? Are I feeling like I do? Is this normal yeah. after a sober kebab? Do you have kebab sober? And if so, can you help Chris? Maybe with some sort of like medical advice. So tell us about the last kebab you had. I actually can't remember the last doner kebab I had. Actually, really? Well, it may have been the kebab meat and chips that I had in um, Folkestone. Maybe there's a whole Folkestone kebab scene that it's, we're finally shining a light it's what on. what Folkestone is famous for. Donna kebab me. I mean, do people still? Because I started to go chicken shish. Yeah. Because I thought that was a healthier option. I know, I know what you mean, and it, you do feel better about yourself after. Oh, I know when I had last had a kebab. I went through a period pre-lockdown of near me. There's a load of kebab shops, and I would go down there. I would have them during the day, but it was chicken shish. Yeah. Not Donna. So that is a bit different, isn't it? Because if it's chicken shish, then chicken shish the bits. Now, what's the I beg cubes? Your pardon? What's the cubes? That's chicken shish. Rubik's. It? 
Which Rub- means cubes. No, they did it on the skewer. Yeah. That's pieces. I mean, yeah. Not cu- so what, the, what's, what's yeah, that? chicken shish. Chicken yeah. shish. What's the chicken? What is that? Chicken donna? Where they're just the bits of chicken? Yes. Yeah. Right, oh, right. on the on the on the gyro. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, chicken donna. So yeah, a donna kebab is layers of meat vertically spit roasted like shawarma, yeah. and then yeah. sliced the off. big the leg. Produce them out. The leg in the window. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that is a that is that a giro. Right. That, that is okay. So the big one you're talking about, effectively, is compacted minced lamb, onion, and herbs. Is a doner kebab right. where they have to shave it off yeah, for that like shaving. electric <laughs> razor. Not, those Turks, <laughs> oh, they're crazy, aren't they? Who'd have thought that? I Let's would say it and we'll stick it in the window next to like a, a big heater and then I'll come shave it into a pitta for you. I think this is the least PC you've ever been like. <laughs> Man, I'm still rec- I'm still recovering from your uh, lust for Roberta Moore. Roberta Moore is sensational. When I was 11 years old, she popped up on the West Ham End of Season DVD. I was like, well, it was a VHS back then. Maybe even Betamax. I was just like, who is this? Was she your first celebrity crush? First crush, full stop. Okay, wow. Yeah. Any other celebs that you had a crush on? Uh, who's the one from the Really Wild Show? Oh, um, <laughs> the one with the missing fingers. Michaela. Oh, Michaela Strachan. Not Terry Nutkins. Or Terry <laughs> Nutkins. No, Michaela Strachan. Oh, someone must have had a crush on him at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, that lovely mullet he had. Yeah. Was your first crush Terry Nutkins? Text us on eight twelve fifty. Just to finish the kebab chat we had in the first hour. Um, Chris had a kebab sober last night for the first time. Donna kebab. We're talking as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Madness. Would you do it again? No, absolutely okay. not. It's probably been 10 years since I had a donna, and it'll be at least another 10. Raimondo in Edinburgh says, Google Baharat Donna Spices. They're amazing and give you a recipe to make your own healthy donna or shish kebab. So that's good. You can make your own at home. I guess you could get chicken cubes. You're looking very, very unconvinced. Well, why would I pay loads of money? It probably cost me three times as much to make an inferior donna kebab at home. Okay. Leave it to the professionals. Really good point, but what about a shish kebab? You could just get some chicken cubes, as you put it. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Now, that's what I like to call a barbecue. Fair point. He's got a fair <laughs> point. Sorry, Raymondo. Um, the voice the voice of East London has spoken. <laughs> Kebabs shops can't own that, the shish. It's just meat on a barbecue. That's not. That's almost a universal thing. Yeah, but that's like saying, oh, football's just 22 blokes kicking a ball around. It's yeah. obviously more than that, isn't it? It's the magic of kebabs. But I agree with you. Leave it into the hand of trained <laughs> professionals. Um, now, talking of leaving things to the professionals, Duncan Ferguson's been getting a lot of media because he's at Forest Green Rovers, yeah. and um, he was reminiscing about the time. Reminiscing <laughs> is so a strange f- word. Uh, well, it's he was asked about. Yeah. yeah he, you may remember the time that in the 90s he was burgled, and he beat one of the burglars up and then was so concerned for the welfare of the guy beaten up that he, you know, was worried that he killed the guy and then starts to help him. So the guy burgles him, beats him up, then he starts to help the guy. I would not... Ch- I mean, I'm just... I'm, I'm weak. The moment I thought someone was burgling, I'd just be straight out of there. <laughs> do you know what I was thinking about with that Duncan Ferguson burglar thing? He's like, do you imagine the burglar in there with a the flashlight and he's like looking around the cupboards <laughs> and his flashlight just catches the, the family the family picture in the glass frame and it's Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> and then you, at that point, that's when you hear the foot feet coming down the oh, stairs. Lay there, pal. What's going on? <laughs> oh, just... nothing. Um... Yeah, your your life must flash before your eyes. You'd, of, of all the houses, to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't burgle anyone's house, obviously. But of all the people, like the seven foot hard man, Duncan Ferguson. Oh man, it happened twice. He was burgled twice, and he did the same thing. He beat the burglar up a second time too. So even the second burglar, when he catch, when he sees the family <sighs> photo with the flashlight. 
Yeah, I wonder what it is when they notice. When maybe they see like a, a framed Everton shirt with Ferguson on the back. Think <laughs> maybe he's an Everton fan. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> maybe he likes Duncan. Hang on, he's got Duncan family fa- family photo here. <laughs> Duncan Ferguson is so scary. The only footballer, the first footballer to do time for an assault that happened on the pitch. It's Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson. I mean, you're just the hardest of hard men of all time. Terrifying. Um, But would you... uh, I guess Duncan Ferguson was the victim of the initial crime. It's all over the place, this is a story. But would you intervene to stop a crime? Have you ever done it? Because, you know, people say, don't walk on by on the other side of the road, be a good Samaritan. The problem is I'm scared. I'd come down, karate chop for one guy, do that karate kid thing with the other guy, put someone in a, you know, choke hold, maybe do a suplex. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no I'm just saying that for any burglars <laughs> listening. <laughs> any burglars listening? They're going, should we have a go at Skull's house now? Don't burgle. Don't, no. uh, don't uh, be careful. I mean, just I would just say leg it. That's my instinct is just leg it. Yeah. I've is that wrong? Uh, should I defend my territory like a man? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> Stand your ground. I'm just too scared. But if you've ever intervened, maybe you've seen like um, a crime tech, like maybe you've seen someone breaking in somewhere, or you've seen a mugging happen, you've gone, oi, 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 oi. Yeah. Would you? I Would think, you dare? I think, I've, I think I've called the police twice that saying, there's a burglary happening, on my, and, okay. it was, and it wasn't. It was just some like, they were just, a family were helping them out, move some stuff out of the house or something like that. All dressed in yeah. black body stockings, yeah. Yeah. two Apologies. o'clock in the morning. Apologies to those old neighbours. <laughs> now we're talking about intervening if you see a crime or a misdeed. Scully got it wrong and called the cops on his neighbours. Yeah. They must have hated you. Uh, I've done that so many times. I've written three times already in my life. Are I you... Feel... So why are you constantly like, getting it wrong? I don't know, like... I just, I think I, do, I think I peep on my neighbours quite a bit. I'm always, I form, always find myself looking out the front. A bit of a pervert. Yeah, just, look, just checking out the neighbours. Peep on my neighbours. I'd be great. I've never been in a formal neighbourhood watch, but I think I've been accidentally doing it my whole life. Oh, wow, you've gone rogue. Yeah. You're like the Jason Bourne of the neighbourhood watch. To, I, told operative. You the sto- I told you the story when I rang the police because I thought my neighbour was dead and they weren't. Okay, now you need to tell us that story. So, <laughs> my neighbour. What made you think they were dead? Because <laughs> they had a dog and it was barking all weekend. And I looked, I looked, and then it was barking for like 24 hours. I looked over the fence. I could see a hot cup of tea left untouched. All the lights on in the middle of the day. Okay. The dog okay. was barking. I was like, oh. so I just called like the, the, the lowest tier kind of police number. Not 999. 111? Yeah, like the neighbourhood watch. And okay. I went, all right, we'll send someone, send someone around and have a look. Next thing I know, four police Ooh. vans. The, the, what, the things, the big things to break down the door. They, they straight away just start thumping the door down. And I was like, oh, I hate to say it. <laughs> like, her being alive is actually not the best outcome now. <laughs> so what happened? So so did she then come out? No, she turned out she had two dogs. One of them had been put down that week. So she went away to put this other dog down. And oh, so no. The other dog was barking because it's lonely. She had to leave in a hurry. So... That she had lost a dog, and then, by the way, your neighbours called the police, me, <laughs> and they've smashed your daughter ribbons. And did did you chat to her after yeah, that? Uh, I made my wife chat to her. I was too embarrassed. And and what was the what did your wife feed back about that conversation? <laughs> I don't know. I literally curled up into a ball in the living room because I was so like I can't believe. And then she thought happened. you were dead. She called the police <laughs> saying, I'm, "This is so weird." But yeah. he's face down. He hasn't not, moved for a fortnight. Not my finest hour. Now, when have you intervened? And obviously. The, Scully, you have called the police too many times for crimes that haven't been happening. But I would say you're, it's right to be more vigilant than less vigilant. Do you think? 
100%. If in doubt, I think they would say you did the right thing, but maybe not this time. The danger is I worry that you're going to witness an actual robbery, <laughs> not call the police because you think it's yeah. something else. Yeah, my record of, of judging crimes is so bad. Do you think I'm... you're quite an anxious person then? Hyper alert? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I am. I, I guess, think it's I really guess... impressive that you've called the police. Uh, yeah, several times, several times. I mean, accidentally, it turns out wasting police time. <laughs> you're a if menace. We really, if we really drill into it. Uh, someone here says, regarding burglars, I awoke one night to the sounds of someone downstairs. My wife was fast asleep, so I crept downstairs and burst in shouting, come on, you, you know, bleepers. Imagine my surprise when I found out it was my wife in the lounge having a cup of herbal tea. Confirm, confused just doesn't sum it up. Mind you, it proved I was ready to confront intruders. Johnny Shropshire. Yeah, I bet he felt so manly. See? I'll defend my territory. Good old Johnny Shropshire. Does not everyone do what I do now, which is like you have internal burglar alarms, so you like, every room's got monitor sensors and it goes off in the night. So my house is like Fort Knox now. Is it? the, the purge. The main reason for me sitting off the alarm is... I forgot I've turned it on and I go downstairs. So you've got alarm units in every room? Yeah, like monitor sensors, you know, like Mission Impossible when Tom Cruise like that. If you like to spray deodorant, you see red lasers <laughs> on it. Uh, Devon, um, Hannah, driving from Devon to Sussex, says, I went shouted at a burglar to get out of my house. I had pink pyjamas on. He did leave, but there was an awkward moment when he struggled with the front door latch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't laugh in the moment, can you? can't go, ha, 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 just turns around and he's armed. Like, oh, no, sorry. Wow. I, mean, I can't believe how cool people are under pressure. I think I would just crumble. Yeah. I go, please leave. I'd maybe pretend that I had, like, an arsenal of weapons or something. I was chatting to someone... Got nunchuckers. Like, when I go to sleep at night, <clears throat> I was telling this story to someone this week, like, I always said we're putting a pair of pants because if a burglar comes in, I don't want to be naked having to fight him. I would find that quite embarrassing if I was completely naked having to fight a burglar. So the only I, reason you wear pants to bed is in case you're burgled. Yeah, exactly that. Not because... No. It's insanitary oh, to I, sleep yeah. naked. <laughs> if I knew... You'd have to wash your bedding every night if you slept in it naked. <laughs> no. Just got to be... Just, Come you on. Know, you just got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is you're just rubbing your naked... You know, yeah. when you wear... You would never wear underwear two days running, would you, unless you're in an emergency? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, bed's no. Bed's different. But that's that's... But look, you know I'm what saying, I'm getting at. I don't want to fight a, na- a burglar naked because it would be quite. I don't a- want to fight a burglar fight, naked or yeah, clothed. Yeah, okay. Would you? Would you know what I mean? Would you? How would you feel if you had to fight a burglar? I know naked? what you mean. You're sort of giving them something to shoot at. Is that a, a big bullseye? <laughs> Have you ever had to confront a burglar, or yeah. ever stopped a crime? Ever intervened? I remember. I, I thought I saw a mugging happening in the Victoria Shopping Centre in Nottingham. Some older boys were being very robust with a younger boy. And I went, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What's that in there? And like, we're just mucking about. And, and they reacted so honestly that I left it. <laughs> um, but I'm not usually... Uh, litter I intervene on. Litter, I remember yeah. being on the bus and a load of lads, they were, you know, school age. I mean, I was only in my 20s, but they were maybe 16, 17. And they'd been drinking cans of pop and then just placing them in between the seats and they just left a tower of cans. And as we're getting off, I said, are you going to take those with you? Uh, I said, no, yeah. so what, some of the poor soul's going to have to tidy up after you went, oh, fair point, and he did it. Yeah, litter, litter, littering... I think, yeah, that's a weak spot. I'll tell you what else really gets my goat. I've never actually said anything to anyone. You know when you're walking down Oxford Street? <laughs> what was that? It's more of a cat <laughs> than a goat. <laughs> See, so get the WD-40 for the chairs in the studio. That's, All right. That annoys, oh, okay. that annoys me. I'll confront, I'll confront someone about that. Turns up late and slags the place <laughs> off. Carry on. But you know when you're walking down like a really busy street and yeah. the person in front of you just stops, oh. gets a phone out? Oh, Those people, a special place in hell. Do you know what? When It's when you can tell someone's on their phone because they're not walking in a normal way. You're like, we're all having to avoid you now. Yeah. 
from behind and from the front. Yeah. You're a fool. Just stop it. Um, things people do oh that wind God. you up. Other people drive me mad. That said, I do like most of them. Uh, <laughs> Wanda says, I thought a guy was lying on the floor under a table had collapsed. I spoke to a McDonald's operative and he was fixing the chair. Operative! <laughs> like his sort of, his, yeah, his like sort of a, communist uh, <laughs> connotations. Yeah, like a, yeah. I like that. Uh, Steph says, I once stopped someone taking someone's bag on a bus once. That's good. Yeah. That's real hero stuff. Yeah. But do you know my wife's had about three citizens arrests. What? Yeah. She, like, she's, she stopped. What? She stopped you two people. have really got this in common. She stopped someone on, on a bridge once. Like, Westminster Bridge, she pinned a man down for like, like, who was like twice as big as her and uh, held her down until John the police arrived. <laughs> It might have been John Prescott. <laughs> so what, oh, what was he doing, though? Like being I, I think... Oh, I, I know what it was. He chucked a traffic cone at a boat that was passing underneath the bridge. Wow. That could have killed and someone. Think, yeah, it could have killed someone. And I think she, he was a bit drunk. But my, yeah. my wife was like, right, I'm pinning you down. And, he, and he was like, what's going on? And she, she said, said citizens said, arrest. Yes, yeah, Did she read him his rights? Do not say anything unless right you... Now. You know, you have a right to remain silent. Anything you do say, maybe... He waited there till the police said that, but I think he was. he thought he was a bit of a game or something like that. Like, what's gonna, then what's going to happen? Yeah. No, 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 you're just going You're going to the slammer. That's the problem if you... <laughs> slammer! In a paddy wagon. <laughs> the problem is, is if you live in London, there is always the chance that, oh, is this to promote the new Jurassic World film? You know, <laughs> you're so used to, like, PR it's stuff. street-specific theatre. Oh, yeah, that's a TikTok thing. Cool, yeah. <laughs> um, but text on 8.12.15, have you ever performed a citizen's arrest? Now, Scully, re your habit of phoning the police thinking your neighbours are dead Someone's got in touch saying, I'm a police officer. I'm bashing into someone's house to find out they're not actually dead. Is the most mortifying thing, and it happens all the time. Oh, that makes me feel better. What a lovely text. That's that genuinely made me feel better. But isn't it an odd thing that, like, you'd, you're mortified that they're alive? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm but... so sorry. Oh, damn it, she's alive. <laughs> because, I guess, oh, in really that hope moment, you're dead. Like, if they're dead, I don't need to fact, deal with the fact I've broke down their door, I've done a good thing. Yeah. It's quite a hard thing. What I tried, when, when my neighbour came round, I had to articulate... I was just worried. The reason they smashed into all this, I was genuinely worried. It turns out my did worries you, were unfounded. Actually, just to, just to, did you try knocking on her door? Of course, yes. Okay. okay. I remember another thing is oh, we like peeked through the letterbox and I jumped, I had a look over the fence. So yeah. I did all the, all the right things, I think. Okay, I think you did. I think you did the right thing. No question about it. Uh, someone here says, uh, totally off-piste, but a friend of mine saw a guy in a white van throw out a McDonald's meal wrappings out of the window. She saw that, picked up the wrappings and threw it back through the window, which must have been hard, because I guess the van was moving. What a hot shot. Do you know what? You know that guy who won the lottery a few years ago? Who was, uh, the Lotto Loud. He was a bit the Lotto Loud. Michael Carroll. Michael Carroll. Do you know yeah. what he did at McDonald's? He went up there and he said, I want to order like 400 burgers. Yeah. And he got all the burgers and the, it took them like probably an hour to make all these burgers. And then he went around the town throwing them out the window <laughs> at people. <laughs> but hang on, so one the... of the million things he did <laughs> with the, the lottery money was to get a load of burgers. Hang on, was yeah. he throwing them at people as in here, have a free burger, or no, ah, you've been hit by a burger? He's welling the, at their faces as a weapon. It's a, he's weaponizing That's burgers. That's terrible. It's a true story. I mean, people used to egg people. I never understood that. <laughs> I got egged once. No, yeah, yeah. where outside uh, Casablanca Video in Clayhall. <laughs> Shout out to anyone who. Uh, he listens in Clayhall by the Unicorn has, Pub. How much has happened to you? Your <laughs> wife performs citizen's arrest. You, is it because do you think you'd been a victim of an egging? 
that but, your wife then performs a citizen's arrest. Is that part of I don't know. shaping you both but as do, people? But do you know when I got, when I got egged, I was like eight years old, and I didn't know what egging was. Yeah. I was like, I didn't understand this. And they said, oh, you've been egged. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But is it really a thing? Where did know. it hit you on the body? On my chest. Did, it, yeah. did you cry? It was a real, I was like, what is that? I thought like a bird had flown into me. <laughs> So then, when you realised it was yeah, egg, egg, but did you did you did they did they shout as they did it? The guy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was a red Ford Fiesta. Maybe that police officer who's listening could look into this for me. Hang on, so they were adults who did it? I don't, well, they're driving. Yeah, they're driving, they were eight. They're they were drive, egging eight-year-old it was kids. Drive by egging that. <laughs> That's what Clay was like. We're talking about getting egged, Scully. And, and someone's been in touch on the matter. Yeah, Andy in Southport. He says, I've never egged anyone, but my first car was a silver Ford Fiesta and you could turn the windscreen washers to the side and squirt water at pedestrians and more amusingly cyclists. Funny when you're 18. Water's... I, I mean, it's on the verge of as harmless as it gets, isn't it? It's not OK. Yeah. Well, I did something harmless, but probably a bit cruel. In Southport, actually. Like Andy No way. The, uh, You're my, kidding My me. uncle used to run a pub called uh, The Crown in Royal Burkdale okay. in Southport. The Crane. And when, when, when I was 16, I was a glass collector, and I would I would be above the pub. Like So I'd collect glasses You'd the be weekend. above the pub? Yeah, like in the quarters. In like the, OK, the, the yes, yeah. I think it meant like and outside. I would be bored out of my mind all yeah. summer long. This is the summer like after my GCSEs. And I noticed one day that there was a telephone box on the corner opposite the pub. And I went over there one day and got the number for it. And then I would sit in the living room at the top of the pub, <laughs> overlooking and calling it. And when people would be get, going out to it just to pick it up, I would hang up. That's great. Yeah. Oh, that's totally harmless. Crime, but it passed the time when I was 16. Yeah, that's a prank. That's <laughs> cool. Prank. Oh, this is not, I, this is I wondered where that was going. I wasn't even doing it for TikTok. I was just doing it for my own benefit. That's so, that must have been... You must have... And would you laugh to yourself? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and was anyone else there? Just you in a room on your just own? Just me in a room and I'd call, I'd call the number of this phone box and people would come over. Sometimes they'd walk quite a way to get to it to answer and I'd just hang up just before they even picked it up. Do you know what we Pointless. should do uh, maybe next week or next time you're on? We need to talk about prank calls. <laughs> I, I think the art, I think prank calls don't happen anymore. I know. What's even Steve Pank? What's he doing Steve now? Pank? Yeah. Do you remember when he, like, rang up Downing Street as William Hague <laughs> when Blair was priming and got through? Yeah. We need, to, we need to bring the genre back. Should we prank call Downing Street? <laughs> Look, it's clear start. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let him do it. Boris yeah. will never get through. Yeah. No. What would the prank be? I've left something in a drawer. <laughs> well, the thing is, imagine the sort of stuff that Boris would leave in a drawer. <laughs> Filth. Trish in Anglesey has messaged us. She said, My mum heard a noise downstairs and thinking it was my brother, shouted, Be quiet and put the lights off. Fair play, the burglar did. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> the burglar turned the lights on the way out. That burglar must have been chuckling to himself. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing it was a him. Oh. Tends to be. Tends to be fellas, doesn't it, doing the burgling? Oh, man, that's such a terrifying... Didn't you once get broken in when you were a kid? Didn't someone... Oh, I've had all sorts of burglars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had even... multiple victims of crime. Oh, but also man. when I lived in Tottenham, it was like, windows getting broken, back doors, just oh. like, oh, man. Oh. There are parts of this country that are just... It's a nightmare, you know, it's, it's terrible. But I think that's what made me a bit of a scaredy cat. <laughs> I'm not You'd sure... You'd think it'd harden you up. You'd think it'd go the other way. Really? Yeah. Become a tough... Yeah. Like facial scarring and like tats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Would you ever get a tattoo on your face? Do you know what? It's, it's weird that it's become kind of accepted. Mm. Isn't Mudrick for Chelsea, he's got like a big butterfly on his neck and uh, Skamaka for West Ham. It's like... Beckham. Beckham has got to be like, he was the catalyst for a lot of that, wasn't he? Bringing yeah. it into the mainstream, making it cool, do you think? Yeah. Is it, who else? There's loads of singers, isn't there, like, with tattoos on their face? Uh, Rag and Bone Man. Yeah. But what's that about? Rappers. 
rappers, 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 rappers various get, rappers hyphen you various. Now. You know, you do get a lot of it. I just think. Do you know what? Actually, it's the sort of thing that a facial tattoo before would have got you in the media. If you're a member of the yeah, public and you had a fa- Daily Mail, you'd definitely get an appearance on Jeremy Kyle. Like, yes, th- that's where you'd go. Now you're number one in the charts. Now that Kyle's gone, like what? <laughs> now that Kyle's gone, like what is our forum for? Like <laughs> what is the modern stocks? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, where are all the face tattoo people? Oh yeah, they're in the Premier League. They're in the Premier League, or they're in the top forty. Well, the Brits, the producer Matto's going to the Brits tonight. Yeah. Oh, you don't sound impressed. I don't know. The Brits is a. I, I kind of always wanted to go to the Brits. Is Brits yeah. good? Is it good? It's the Brit Awards. Yeah. yeah. But it's not Jerry. It's not in the heyday, isn't it? Jerry Halliwell and the Union Jack and. Oasis. Yeah, Oasis. <laughs> the boys are there, yeah. It's all a bit polished now, isn't People it? behave themselves, yeah. <laughs> it's all a bit polished now, he says. <laughs> hocking a loogie up low on it. You wouldn't get that to Brits. We know how the Seance of the Living on Rock and Roll Football. Send us your questions and Matt Dyson will summon a spirit through the void to answer them. OK, had a text here from Tina in Bolton who wants to ask Noel Gallagher what he makes of the furora around Hogwarts legacy. OK. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> OK. <laughs> Noel, Noel, yeah? Yeah. Noel, yeah. OK. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Right, I mean, I don't play computer games, by the way, you know. I was always on a guitar, for starters. And I, you know, when I was growing up, our kid, I don't even think we had a Nintendo or anything like that. It would have been, you know, I'm not saying I'm old, but I think the first computer game I saw was like Atari or something, right? Now... That's all before. Another Harry goal. Right. Chris Gold. Harvey Rally. Barnes has I mean, scored I for Leicester. They're now 4 you know up against Tottenham I think Hotspur. people think play computer games. I'm all for it. Back against Arsenal. Is that I don't sit in the arsehole news right, right now. That's Arsenal right. Won, Johnny Marlin me. Wow. The last There's copy not a of Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, Forrest are the only team in the Premier League who have scored. He's got Arsenal 1, George Harrison 1, Palace 1, Brighton 1, Fulham 1. So there's a copy of the last Harry Potter film out there. I mean, to be honest, Leicester 4 now, thanks to Harvey Barnes, Spurs 1. I would go for something very violent as escapism. Do you know what I mean? I'd want to go round yeah, Grand Theft Auto or something like that. It's incredible. FIFA. The Premier League no, this season, I think this is the best FIFA's just, just a bad version of football. Of the Premier League. No, I can I go and watch chaos. good football yeah. in the city. You know what I mean? Always I would rather. Chaos at the top well, I would rather just play a very violent video game. Get on my anger. It's like a Batman buddy. You can't do that with Harry Potter, can you? You're not going to get tooled up halfway through. What? Chaos is a ladder. Really going at people. Little finger. Grand Theft Auto. What? I haven't watched it. Harry Potter. Harry Potter Legacy. I mean, Nerd, look, what I, is it, dweeb? I, wizards, for a start, Dungeons I don't trust them. Do you know what I mean? And I certainly don't trust wizards that went to private school. school do you know what I mean? Throws. Because I'd say what, if Harry Potter would have to do a, and I've heard it's it's a paper now, do you know what I mean? Probably what they're working class, are they? He's not there going, all right. Yes, but I've not seen it, so what's going on at this school? I'm going to break some Where are the top lads escalate? Imagine Harry Potter had been in Burnage. Okay. The place would have been burnt down. Hogwarts would now be like a nursing home or something. He likes They'd have built one of them basket Ball fields on it in a cage. It would have turned into a borstal. I'll tell you that. And I'm actually playing a computer game. Harry Potter, borstal years. Where him and what's his name? Sunderland beat Ginger King 1 0. I don't even think Millwall have scored, by the way. Your nemesis. He looks like he was in the blur, doesn't he? What Millwall got promoted? Millwall in the Premier League. 
dear. Imagine the authorities. They're just like, oh, no. <laughs> Police forces across the UK going, what have you done? <laughs> I reckon you would get, like, if it was like a playoff final between Millwall and any other club, you would have, like... People around the world donating to that other club to like buy a new striker or something. <laughs> Most Millwall fans I know are lovely. It's such yeah, a strange. I was just thing. about to say it's such a weird thing. It's like one of my dad's best mates is a Millwall fan. I know loads of Millwall fans. The normal, the ones I know are normal. And then you go to the games, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> you know what it is? I think it's because that minority really let them down. That yeah. the rest of them go out of their way to be so nice. To, uh, to correct the yeah. course. I feel the same with England. Like if I go abroad in an England shirt for an England... I would never wear an England shirt abroad. And, well, maybe if I was <laughs> by the pool. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't take to the streets in a <laughs> PS3 Euro 96 get-up. With a handful of patio furniture to chuck across the square. <laughs> chuck across the But if it was on a game day, for instance, I always am overly polite so that... That French shopkeeper thinks, oh, was yeah. it? Well, you know, the English, some of them are okay. Why, hello, sir. Can I get Dos beer? <laughs> Dos beer, mate. Where's <laughs> the chips? So, you know what? Tweet us if you use gel. At R&R Football, at Chris J. Skull, at yeah. Matt Ford. Have I got your hand? On oh, no. CJ Skull. CJ. Skull with a C. Hey, it's CJ, everybody. <laughs> you said so American. I know. It's character in the West Wing, wasn't it? CJ? Yeah. Hey, CJ. <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> no, it's Pan Anderson. Isn't he CJ in Baywatch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hey, yeah. CJ. Yeah, back when wet look gel was a big thing. Oh, man. Pamela Anderson, wet look gel. I had a Pamela Anderson poster on my wall. Do you have a, Did who, you? Who was on your wall? Stuart Pearce. <laughs> and I lusted after him just as hard. Man, it was, it was really good. Like, it really showed off his thighs. <laughs> I loved that poster. Do you know, um, when, I, when my nan used to stay over my house, she would have my bedroom. And yeah. I, was always, I always had to take down the Pamela Anderson poster. <laughs> like, a little ceremonial taking it down. <laughs> and I'd have to put it under the bed. Nan's gone, it can come back out again. I don't know why. But you would just choose to do that, or would your mum or dad say, Chris, no, take, told, that take it down. Take, take that the filth Your nan's coming over, take Pamela Anderson down. And was it a sexy Pamela Anderson? It was, it was in a Baywatch pomp. But in a Baywatch outfit? Yeah, in a bikini. Okay, well, that's cool. I mean, I had a mate who had, like... <laughs> you know, like, but he had them all, like, what was... Uh, it was, like, um, Gillian Anderson in lingerie... There was another girl that he liked. Mulder in uh, <laughs> Mulder in Mulder. Skinner. Who was the, smoking like, man. the smoking man in a cheese tree. Yeah. Who was just really into like sexy X Files. <laughs> An alien. Oh, I think we better leave it there before we get into trouble. Chris, what a pleasure it's been having Thanks you here today. Loved it. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Please leave a review. Tell all your friends. We'll see you next time. Bye.